This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening in. If you've been listening, last month I did a series of podcasts on climate change, and they were very well received. I appreciate all of you who did listen to it. If you missed them, you can go back and listen. They were Do You Even Science, Bro? Words Have Meaning Climate Edition. The Models Are Wrong. Rejecting the Null and how climate works. You can go back and listen to all of those. Uh, All of them have information in them you probably haven't heard anywhere else. So if you haven't heard them or your friends haven't heard them, I recommend you take a listen. Now, I did all those, and I thought that I could step away from talking about climate for a little bit, but just when I thought I was free, they pulled me right back in. Here's the president at the State of the Union address last week. Look, if anybody still wants to dispute the science around climate change, have at it. You will be pretty lonely because you'll be debating our military, most of America's business leaders, the majority of the American people, almost the entire scientific community, and 200 nations around the world who agree it's a problem and intend to solve it. Um, okay, gosh. Uh, thanks, Mr. President. Thanks for giving me permission. I thought I already had that permission under the First Amendment. Moreover, as a scientist, I thought I had an obligation. Remember, consensus building isn't science, it's politics. Science is about fact-finding. It's about discovering. And most of all, it's about truth. Which brings me to what happened yesterday. Yesterday, NASA and NOAA held a press conference on Wednesday saying that 2015 was the hottest year on record. And... Unlike last year when they said 2014 was the hottest year on record, but we're only 34% sure, which means they were, what, 66% unsure? Anyway, they say this year it wasn't even close. Well, here's what they didn't say and what no one thought to ask. The satellite record says that 2015 wasn't the hottest year ever. It's not even the hottest year in the last decade. 2010 is. 2015 is the third warmest year in the satellite era behind 1998 and 2010. All three of those, by the way, were El Nino years, a naturally occurring phenomenon not related to carbon dioxide concentrations in the atmosphere. NASA and NOAA didn't admit any of that which is really weird because NASA's job is to design, build, launch, and maintain satellites, and NOAA's job is to collect and analyze the data those satellites produce, and it's weird that they're ignoring their jobs because the satellites would tell them something they don't want to hear. Here's something else they didn't discuss at that press conference. If their record warm year data collected from surface thermometers and buckets of water and passing ships are correct, then it undermines a crucial part of man-made global warming theory. The computer models all say that if carbon dioxide is driving climate change, then the atmosphere should be warming up faster than the surface. But since the satellites say there has been no warming in the past 18 years and 8 months, it directly contradicts what the models say should be happening. You know what else didn't make the reports from yesterday's news conference? Even if 2015 was indeed the hottest year ever, it's still not as warm as the computer models say it should be. 
That's right, even after NOAA and NASA intentionally altered the data to make it warmer in the present and cooler in the past, to make it look like it's warmer than the unaltered satellite records say it is, and the unaltered surface records say it is, even when they cheat, it's still not warm enough. At this rate, according to the adjusted temperature records, we are warming up at a rate of 1.6 to 1.7 degrees Celsius per century. The models predicted a lot more warming than that. They say we should warm up as much as 4.2 degrees Celsius per century. The mean of the models projections say it should warm up about 2.8 degrees Celsius per century. And even the lowest projection, the model at the very bottom, says 1.95 degrees Celsius per century. Even when they cheat, we are still below what the model said. So what does that mean? It means the models are wrong. This is a pretty simple concept, folks. The models made a prediction. Their prediction didn't come true. For most of the models, it wasn't even close. There's a much bigger difference between how hot NASA and NOAA say it was in 2015 and what the models say it should have been than there is between how hot it was in 2015 and 2014. Remember, NASA says it wasn't even close between 2015 and 2014. It's even further apart from 2015 to the models. It wasn't even close. The president seems to think it's silly to argue this anymore, and, and I agree, he's wrong. The UN is wrong, and the fact that they can't understand this simple fact boggles my mind. Now, I believe there are some people who believe in global warming who actually understand that the UN's models are wrong, but they don't want to admit it for a variety of personal and professional reasons. So instead, they keep looking for ways to explain away the difference between what is and what the models say it should be. That's why NOAA and NASA keep altering the land data records in the first place. It's also why there were new reports out this week that man-made heat absorbed by the oceans doubled since 1997. You guys may have seen that article came out. All right, there are a couple problems with this. First, there's no way to tell the difference between hot water that's man-made versus hot water that's naturally made. How can you tell the difference between hot water that came from carbon dioxide that was released by man or hot water that came from carbon dioxide that, that was released by a cow breathing or a whale exhaling? You can't. There's no way. Heat doesn't have a barcode on it. So they are assuming that the bulk of the heat they are monitoring is man-made. It's an assumption, not a fact. Secondly, their data goes all the way back to 1870. Now, you may not realize that we had a lot of temperature records from the world's oceans back in 1870. And the reason you don't realize that is because we didn't. Now, the researchers used data from one ship, a British research vessel called the Challenger, and then used computer simulations to fill in the gaps for the planet. All right, now here's a tip for you. Computer simulations are not the same thing as data. You can make a computer simulate 
anything you wanted to. That doesn't make it true. So to me, this whole study was a waste of time and energy and frankly, personal reputation of the researchers and the AP reporter who shared their um, discoveries. Let's call it that. But this gets back to one of the popular excuses for the climate change crowd about why the models are wrong. See, they say the heat that should be here is actually here. It's just hiding in the oceans where we can't see it. It's convenient, isn't it? They aren't wrong. The heat is just hiding. Well, let's assume for a moment that the heat really is hiding in the ocean. The models are still wrong. Why? because none of the models said that the heat would hide in the oceans. They all said it would be in plain sight in the atmosphere, but it's not. The satellites clearly show the heat is not where the models said it would be. It's not as hot as the models said it would be. And even if the missing heat is hiding, the models are still wrong because the models didn't say it would be hiding. So yeah, Mr. President, I'm going to keep talking about this, and I'm going to keep bringing up the flaws in your argument, and I don't care if I'm lonely in this quest. I don't care if your employees disagree with me. I don't care if the UN disagrees with me. I'm not going to abandon truth and logic so I can be more popular. I would rather be right and alone than wrong and popular. But maybe that logic makes no sense to a politician like yourself. Well, thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of